In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have attained the Sunday of the Cross, which places us at the epicenter of the 40-day fast, in all senses of that term. This commandment of Christ, and of course in the New Testament there is a system of commandments given by Christ that are not the Ten Commandments, but perhaps are our new commandments. Christ tells his disciple in Matthew 16, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Deny, take up, follow. Elsewhere in Matthew, a little before that one, Matthew remembers that Christ said, whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Luke remembers him saying, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Mark recalls the following event, and calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. There's a great deal about life in all of this, and there is no way for us to hear that term as Christians without remembering that phrase, and the Father hath life in himself, and he hath given that life, that life, the Father's life, unto Christ. All other forms of existence die. Us, animals, trees, and the sun. The earth itself will die. But God does not die because his life uniquely in all existence, by definition, cannot die. It is a form of life unknown anywhere else. And it is that life that is in Christ and he infuses that life into the holy mysteries which we receive preeminently in the Eucharistic gift. The commandment is clear. Someone quite a few years ago, a Protestant patristics man, I think his name is Torrance, 
He's Scots, by the way. Titled a book that he wrote, The Pattern of Christian Truth. And I think that's a useful phrase beyond the covers of that particular book, The Pattern of Christian Truth. Because there is a pattern to all of this as you who study scripture, hopefully every day, have learned. The pattern of Christian truth seems to be as apt a description of the repeating scriptural memory of Christ's commandments regarding the cross, which in fact constitute the heart of that pattern of Christian truth. The criteria for authentic discipleship is given plain and simple, straight out, and the pattern of a genuine Christian life is laid out before us. This commandment is like a three-stage rocket to eternal life, self-denial, shouldering our cross, following Jesus Christ, no matter the cost. This is the pattern of Christian truth, the truth that will result eventually in our losing our dying life and gaining the life in Christ to which St. Paul refers when he says, No longer I live, but Christ lives in me. In other terms, St. Paul denied himself, took up his cross, and followed Jesus Christ. And so did all of the saints, every last one of them. First, we begin with the absolute God-given freedom of every person, which is represented in today's scripture by a very little two-letter English word, if. If anyone would come after me. Human persons always retain their total freedom because that is a gift to them from God and not a very easy gift to live with either. We are so radically free that we get to say no to God. We can reject him, yes, we can even revile him. But if a given human person wants certain specified results, namely to be a follower of Christ, then this is what that person is required to do. It's a very simple proposition. If X, then Y. Second, because of the fall of Adam and Eve, which injected death, mortality, into the life of human persons, the only way to begin to discover the way out of death and into actual life, free from death, is to deny ourselves. To make a mature adult, whether it's a young adult or an older adult, it makes no matter, 
to make a mature adult decision to say a resounding, well-considered and non-negotiable no, the big no, to oneself. Put, to put it even more clearly, to say no to what self? To one's selfish self, one's narcissistic self, one's egotistical, self-centered, self-absorbed, self-serving, self-willed self. And by saying the big no to that self, that dimension of one's own personality, we open ourselves up to grace, the living presence of the living God. So, if, if we dying persons that we are choose freely to come after Christ, who is in possession of a totally different form of life from ours, an undying, immortal life, if we want that, and wanted more than we want anything else, first of all, we sentence all our egotistical habits of thinking and behaving and feeling to that big, life-saving no. We stop being full of ourselves. We above all and first of all and continuously, strenuously, sentence inner pride, inner arrogance to death. We deny it. And in denying it, we kill it. Once we have accomplished this denial of the selfish self, we are restored to that primal freedom with which we are all endowed by the God who loves us. We are liberated to such an extent that we can, in deed and in truth, take up our own cross, as Christ took up his own cross. And whether this sentences us to public shaming and humiliation, or whether it does not, we pursue whatever life we are given, whatever profession, whatever personal life, be it as married family people or as monastics, we undertake that life as cross-bearers, every one of us. And whatever comes our way in our marriages or in our monasticism finds us shouldering our cross, that cross of self-denial, in order to be free, in order to be empowered to access eternal life rather than to be stuck with dying life. And then the final assignment of this three-part commandment 
we have to follow Christ. Our liturgy and the lives of the saints are in fact the clearest icons of the actual pattern of genuine Christian living that we have. Liturgically we assemble with others because we can't do anything alone. We assemble in order to be with Christ, to open ourselves up radically to Him, the Christ of the Gospel, whom we find more than anywhere else in our lives in this liturgy, where He gives Himself to us, holding back nothing, as we in turn give ourselves to Him, also holding nothing back. The exact same lesson is found in all the lives of the saints, including the martyrs whom we celebrate this day. For us, we find this pattern operating constantly and forcefully in our monastic vocation. And following him, we know where we will end up, not in the total blind isolation of hell, but just as here in the liturgy, we will end up as members of the body of Christ, functioning, living, struggling, repenting, in order to love more perfectly and fully, above all using our radical personal freedom to open ourselves up to the flowing energies of the divine deathless grace to the living presence of the living God. It goes without saying that in all these openings of our liturgy, if we do not also open ourselves to the least of these, our brethren, we can never open ourselves up to Christ. And this place where we are seeing these things in such sharp focus, with such sharp clarity, this liturgy on this day is exactly at the very center of the Holy Forty Day Fast. And here we are. And here we find ourselves struggling, as we all do struggle, to fulfill the will of God who created us, who loves us, and who wants us to be saved from death. It is this God and none other who is our life. And in this we discover that in denying our fallen self, our arrogant self, we have affirmed ourselves as a person created in the image and likeness of God, just as we discover that the most authentic icon of God that there is, is given to us in the iconic figure of the father of the prodigal son, and in the Christ, who on his, on his cross tells the thief, Truly I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. 
In behalf of such great things, such great matters, you and I really are going to find the power and the motivation to fulfill today's commandments entrusted to each of us and to all of us together as a community by the God who always loves us more than we love ourselves and who is always loving us far, far better than we are loved anywhere else on this earth with a love in which there is no slightest hint of death. Amen.